What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 41 of the Abstract Sports Podcast, where we are bringing sports back to life with a unique perspective on the game from abstract yet popular angles. We're coming at you live on Facebook, as always. Please share this broadcast with your friends and family. Uh, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, please drop a comment. Let us know what you think uh, and and start a conversation about a particular spot of the show, and we will reply and we'll continue con- continue the discussion in the comments uh, throughout the week until the next episode. But as for now, everybody who is in the chat right now on Facebook, please spam those Facebook emojis. Get them going like crazy. I still wish they had a poop emoji that people could just throw out there for fun. Uh, but anyways, let's just get the show on the road. All right, let's get this party started. Spam those emojis. Ready? Go. All right, let's, let's get this thing going. I think I saw a few emojis come in earlier, maybe I'm not sure, but just spam emojis the entire time. I want to get those things going, get them flying. Um, but we're going to start off the action with a little bit of NBA talk. Um, you know, it's kind of the main, the main sport that's going on right now, obviously hockey. Oh geez, Brad, Brad is in the Facebook comments, just blowing up the, blowing up the comments. We've got some wow emojis. We've got some thumbs up emojis and some laughing emojis. Holy cow. That was exhilarating. Uh, I don't know if my, and some, we got some sad ones, more laughing. Wow. Laugh, laugh, laughity laugh. He's in a good mood tonight. I'm liking it. But to start off, I want to talk about NBA standings. So let's just see where these teams are because things are shaking up to get really interesting uh, come playoff time. <clears throat> My voice is already kind of getting nasty. So the power rankings, you know, and I, power rankings are a little bit different um, than like normal standings, you know what I mean? But we've got the Houston Rockets at the number one spot. Um, they're on a tear right now. I think they just got their 16th win in a row. Um, this week they're take, they took on... OKC already and they beat them and then you've got Milwaukee they're playing them tonight they're ahead by like 12 at the half then they play Toronto which could be a tough game for them but they're on a roll so maybe not and then you have Dallas later on this week they've stayed in the number one spot then you go on to the Golden State Warriors number two they've stayed there too um, also on a winning streak and then you've got Raptors number three four and oh in the last week Celtics number four and the, the top four teams have stayed in that in that, um, in those positions, Blazers at number five, Cavs at six, New Orleans at seven, Spurs eight, OKC nine, Philadelphia ten. And I guess to go to sixteen because that's where the playoff teams cut off. You got Wizards at eleven, Pacers at twelve, Nuggets thirteen, Jazz at fourteen. The Jazz in the power rankings are at number fourteen. That's crazy considering all the changes they had in the last year. That's pretty dang good. Um, Minnesota Timberwolves are at number 15. Then you got the Bucks at 16. Clippers and Lakers just outside the the bunch there. We'll talk a little, about a little bit of Lakers stuff later on because they've been in the news a little bit. Um, and also I'm a fan, but that that's besides the point. Um, you'll know what I'm what I'm talking about when I get there. Uh, 
but yeah, so that that's what the 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 power rankings are looking like. Um, I do want to actually look at the standings by conference because that's ultimately what determines who's going in. Um, so in the East, you've got Raptors, Celtics, Cavs, Wizards. Cavs are in number three spot right now. Raptors are nine games ahead of them. Do you know how crazy that is? Like that right there has people wondering if LeBron is on the tail end of his career. He's on the downward slope now. Um, honestly, it's kind of hard to tell. I think that it's just a lot of chemistry issues. They've gone through a lot of changes this year. Um, <clears throat> but to see the Raptors clinch the East would be really interesting. Having the Raptors and the Celtics as the top two, one team that really fell off, like super duper fell off, was the Atlanta Hawks. Um, this team was in the running for in the Eastern Conference the last three or four years or so. Dropped down to very last in the East, so that kind of sucks to see. Um, not that I'm a fan of them by any means, but that's just a something's going on there. That's bad. Um, but one team I'm really excited about in the East is the Bucks. They're in the seventh spot with a record of 34 and 30. Um, but man, guys, I'm gonna say right now just a little bit of a hot take for you. I don't think the Cavs are gonna make it to the finals this year. I I just don't. I think that the Celtics and the Raptors and even the Wizards have things a little bit more together than the Cavs. I mean, obviously, I, it it may it might be tough. Like the the Cavs are gonna make make it tough on the teams that they go against in the playoffs. But um, what even if it goes to seven games and whoever they're playing against, I don't think they make it to the finals. It's just too much. LeBron's kind of old. He's got a lot of mileage on those tires. Um. And another round of playoffs is just that much more exhaustion, you know what I mean? And he hasn't really been resting at all because he's trying to keep things up for his team right now. So going into the playoffs, expect a exhausted Cleveland Cavaliers squad going up against some younger teams who are just going to outrun them, outgun them, and just flat out put them to sleep. Um, that's That's my first hot take of the evening. <laughs> but I am excited for the Milwaukee Bucks. That's one team that hasn't really been in this position for a long time. Um, you know, the Greek freaks kind of putting them in that position in a big way as an MVP candidate this year or a top five candidate for MVP. Um, and the Sixers too, those guys, you know, hashtag trust the process. That's the team who's, uh, you know, going off this underdog mentality of like, you know, we're always developing. We're going to get better eventually. You just got to keep trusting the process, keep learning, keep, keep getting better. And what do you know? They're number six right now. They're only two games back. <clears throat> two games back from the Cavaliers. Um, I mean, be, dude, okay. The number three to the number eight spot, there's only three games difference between the three to eight spot from the Cavs to the Heat. That's crazy. Could you imagine seeing... Like where the Cavs are number three right now, what if the, say the Heat go on a little bit of a tear towards the end of the season? What if you end up having the Cavs at the four seed and the Heat at the five seed? You get to see LeBron go against Dwayne Wade in the playoffs. <laughs> That's something I never thought that would happen, especially because, you know, the Cavs are supposed to be the ultimate in the East and the the Heat aren't supposed to be that good. They didn't start out very well this year anyway, so... <laughs> That would be that be really interesting, you know. Two of the best buds in the NBA um, in recent memory going against each other in the playoffs. That would be a story worth following. 
Um, but the teams who are just on the cusp, you got the Detroit Pistons, Charlotte Hornets, Knicks. Uh, those guys are way out of it. Knicks and Bulls are too far gone. Uh, Charlotte is still five games back from the eight seed, and the Pistons are five, or six games, sorry, and five games back for the Pistons. Um, as for the Western Conference, it's a little bit more spread out. Uh, just you know, just a little bit, not a ton, but enough to make a difference at this point in the season. So, just to rattle through the top eight you've got the Rockets Warriors Blazers Pelicans Spurs Timberwolves Thunder and then the Nuggets um and I did mention that the Jazz were in the number 15 spot for power rankings I think or 14 well they are uh, actually number 10 in the west so and the, but they're still only they're tied they have the same number of wins as the Nuggets the Nuggets have one less loss um and the Clippers are 34 and 29. So they they haven't even played their uh, 65th game yet. So with a couple of wins, the jazz are in, you know, and that's, that's kind of crazy. Cause they, they made the playoffs last year for the first time in a while. They went against the, they beat the Clippers in the first round, which was kind of unexpected in the first place. And then they ended up going against the warriors and, and they got one game. They did win one game and I was there for it. Uh, but then they go, they went on to uh, ultimately get destroyed. <laughs> But I, I gotta say I do root for the Jazz a little bit, especially with that Donovan Mitchell guy. Um, I have I do have to say that I, I dug up the tweet, and if Michael is still still here, he can attest to this. But I dug up the tweet that I posted on the Abstract Sports Twitter account. Um, follow us at Abstract Sports if you're a tweeter. Um, back on December fifteenth, I tweeted out on that account saying Donovan Mitchell, aka Spy Dad Mitchell. Or Spida, Spida Mitchell. I don't know how I don't know how you say it. Uh, on Twitter, <laughs> his handle is like Spy Spy Dad. Anyways, I tweeted out on the fifteenth of December of last year that he was going to be Rookie of the Year. And on that note, I will mention that for the month of February, he obtained his third Rookie of the Month award in a row. Uh, so he got it in December, January, and February, guys. Um, I don't think you do that your rookie year and then not get rookie of the year. It just doesn't make sense to me. So that was my bold prediction back in December, mid-December. Um, you know, we're almost three months along from that now, and it's looking very much the case. Plus, he won the slam dunk contest as a rookie. That's pretty badass. Um, definitely rooting for that kid, and I think a lot of people in the NBA are. Um it's always really cool seeing a, a young rookie come into the league chasing his dream and then he just just performs. You know, It's really cool to see um, a lot of players are, get excited about young guys like that. So um, kudos to him and looking forward to him getting that award and ultimately fulfilling my prophecy as him earning that. <laughs> um, speaking of predictions, though, I do have to tout, toot my horn again, but on my personal Twitter account, at Kyle Clay Design. I did predict the MVP of the basketball season on day one of the basketball season. If you look back on my personal account on October 30th, 2017, or no, 2016, I guess it would have been, it says Russell Westbrook is going to be MVP in the NBA this year. And he was. So um, I just saw him come out with a fire, and he had a, he had a target on the entire league's back 
um, after having KD leave his squad. So um, I am basically a, I'm from the future, everybody. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> got a little distracted. I'm looking at the comments. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyways, let's get back to the Western Conference of the NBA. Guys, the Rockets are insane. You know, a lot of people are saying that if the Rockets and the Warriors go up against each other, or, you know, all year long people have been saying that if anybody has to go against the Warriors, the Warriors are going to kick the crap out of them. And, you know, part of me thought that was true to an extent, but I don't think that's true anymore. I think the Rockets really would give them a run for their money. They are... They're destroying everybody in their path right now. Um, they're thirty-one and eight in the conference, fifty and thirteen overall, guys. That's insane. The Warriors are right there though, fifteen, fourteen, uh, twenty-seven and eleven in conference play. Um, which I feel like doesn't doesn't matter as much as it does in college because you it goes off of conference standings in college to determine what teams what seeds you are in the tournament and who you play in your own conference in the tournament. In this case, you know, your, your overall record ultimately determines what spot you, you fall in. But, um, I guess conference play isn't, it is important because you're beating the teams that are in your conference, but it's not as important as in college, in my opinion. Um, I might be a little off there, but I don't know. (laughs) So rockets, Guys are doing really well. Teams that are up there that are kind of surprising considering their situation, the Blazers. Oh, my gosh. I watched the Blazers and the Lakers game the other night, and the Lakers were up by, like, 12 with, like, four minutes to go. And then Damian Lillard goes down, hits four three-pointers in a row. What the hell, man? It was insane. And it wasn't even like he was hesitating. He would come down. He caught one. He came around a screen, caught the ball, like, six feet beyond the three-point line. Chucked it up and it was money. Like that's just Damian Lillard for you, though. He he's a gamer. He's gonna get that. He's gonna go do everything he can for the win, even even if it means gunning from downtown, like across town, not just downtown, across town. Dude was balling out. Um, and they eventually ended up beating the Lakers in the last seconds when they had the lead, four minutes left. And see when see when people are watching sports, especially basketball, and they're like. You know, thinking, oh, the game's over. They're down 10 with like three minutes to go. Are you kidding me? That's three possessions. And they're three possessions, they're down one. Foul shots can give them the lead. You know what I mean? So never count a team out. Stay till the whistle. Just like the players play to the whistle, you got to stay your butt in the seat until the whistle. You're just wasting money getting up in, in entertainment, getting up out of your seat and leaving that arena before the game's over. Just sit there. If you're at home and you got to go to the bathroom, I understand. Go to the bathroom. But get back and watch that Watch that game. Um, so I do have to say the Timberwolves in the number six spot in the West, that has me pretty excited because that's a, a young team that's developed this year. Unfortunately, I think that their future in the playoffs has, have been a, has been a little bit hindered by the loss of Jimmy Butler. Um, it sounds like he'll be out for the rest of the season. They were questioning he might be able to return. Um, it was like a what's the word, a meniscus issue. He had to go in for a little meniscus surgery. And usually that's a pretty detrimental, like, you know, it's like a season-ending injury. Um, And it's usually like a year-long recovery if it's like a knee surgery like that. 
but it sounds like it was just a tweak of something and he can get it fixed and rehab it real fast. He might be able to come back for playoffs depending on how long they're in the playoffs. So he's, he's the main factor in their success. I mean, obviously they have Andrew Wiggins and Carl Anthony towns, a lot of exciting talent to be watching. And, um, all these dudes have great heads on their shoulders. Uh, I have to say that I, I do want to get my, my hands on some Andrew Wiggins shoes. They look like hiking boots, but, they're basketball shoes, which means they're very stable, got some nice traction on the floor, and, man, they look cool. They look like they could take you up a mountain any day. <laughs> and then you got OKC in the number seven spot, which is not the spot we expected them to be in. I feel like everybody at the beginning of the year expected them at this point in the season, if we're looking at the numbers now, we expected them to be in the number three spot ahead of the Trailblazers pelicans spurs and the timberwolves considering the talent on their team but when you have that much talent on the team it's you know yeah you've got to yeah they all have to change their game in some way because they're all scorers so i think that's why they're in the number seven spot but the denver nuggets are in the eighth seed right now that does that just doesn't sit well with me i don't know why but just to put it in perspective the nuggets are 35 and 29 the eighth spot in the West, eighth spot in the East. Wait, that, wait. Oh, I was looking in the wrong spot. <laughs> eh. Well, here's a better one. Ninth spot is 34 and 29. Ninth spot in the East, 29 and 35. Five games difference. Oh, that's bad. But the Jazz are right there. If they get a win, they're in. Or at this point in the season, they would be in. Uh, the Lakers are 28 and 35, so they're a little bit separated from the pack. Uh, they have also been kind of balling out lately. Um, the Lakers are 14 and 25 in conference play, but um, they were on like a, a six-game winning streak, and I think the the Trailblazers—no, wait—they were on a five-game win streak, and the Blazers busted that the other night. Um, and playing the Magic tonight, I think they might get back on that roll. They did lose. Um, Brandon Ingram for a little while with a hip issue. Um, he kind of came down funny on a rebound, I think, and it messed with him, so he's sitting out for precautionary reasons. And he's been one of their main dudes this year. Pretty sure he's the top scorer, um, but at least they have some young talent in um, <clears throat> Lonzo and and uh, Kyle Kuzma to pick up the slack there. It makes the speed go up a little bit. Because Brandon Ingram is very methodical. He's a driver. Um, drives into the hoop. Um, but anyways, since we're talking about basketball, there was a topic that came up in my feed. And I'm sure you guys have probably heard of this. But it's a show that... There's a show on ESPN. I believe it's on ESPN. It's called First Take. It's Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman and some girl named Molly who's the moderator. And these two just basically debate about different sports topics. Um for the entire show. And one thing that they've started doing, they started this show called uh, first take your take. And basically they, they created a Facebook show. So there's, there's a Facebook watch show called first take your take. And they kind of tie it into their show. that's on TV, but um, they started a, a group for it, like a, a public group that people can join and when you join, it asks you a question about a current story going on in the sports world just to make sure that you're human and see that your your opinions are valid. And I would imagine if you put something stupid in there, like, I hate sports and you guys are stupid. This is just 
this is something political. La, la, la. If you do something stupid, they'll just won't let you in the group. So, um, <coughs> I joined it and <clears throat> for the first take your take thing, it's actually really cool. Um, the way it works is they present a topic, um, on, I think it's Monday. No, what is it? I think over the weekend or on Friday or something, they come up, they come up with a topic for people to submit their responses to. And the topic can be anything. Like for example, there was one a couple weeks ago that was about, um, what would you propose to fix the NCAA corruption issue? Um, and then the one this week was, is Lonzo ball living up to the hype? And so they encourage the people in the group to submit a a video response to the group. You just post it on the, on the wall in the Facebook group. What I didn't know before I submitted mine this week is that it has to be two minutes. Mine was five. I, I, I elaborate and it's, I make it, I make it too fluffy. I need to get to the point and I need to be more engaging, more entertaining. I need to be, need to do more with my hands. You know, um, when I was doing my thing, it was kind of, I had written some stuff down and I was trying to just hit the points cause I feel like you have, you have to be on point, but I need to be a little more in my head and a little more like accurate with the facts and more like enthusiastic because that's, they need people, people who are going to be on TV, they need to be entertaining. So, um, anyways, so they present a topic on Monday, you submit your video response, your two minute long video response to their question. And it's actually kind of cool. You can go through and watch everybody else's responses and, you know, like them and, and give them good comments and feedback and stuff. It's a really cool place to discuss the um, kind of like the contemporary topics in the sports world. And a lot of times they don't really relate to sports like the NCAA corruption issue. That's like an infrastructure in sports that is highly dependent on a college athletes future. And it kind of demands maybe a change in that system. And so people are submitting their ideas for what they can do to fix it. And, there's a lot of people out there who ta- who know a lot about sports and have some really good ideas. Um, I watched a few of those on that question response, and it was cool. I was educated. <laughs> I got educated on some stuff. Um, so you submit your response on Monday and Tuesday, and then on Wednesday they put together like a compilation of the, the top responses, and they kind of have like quick reaction to the responses from the week. So Stephen A. and Max Kellerman – will like pick a few videos that they think were interesting and that sort of nominates those people as having a chance to be on the show. And so then the team at first take will go through those videos and, and they'll pick somebody to put on the show. And this person, they basically Skype them in and I believe it goes on TV and it's, it's awesome. So like on Friday they will announce the winner and we'll get to watch that person and it'd be cool because if you're a part of the group, there's only 8,000 people in it. And, you know, with people like Stephen A and Max Kellerman, people like thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people have watched them on TV every day. And for there only to be 8,000 people in this group, that makes your odds pretty good. Like not all 8,000 of those people are submitting videos, you know. So if you submit a video, there's a pretty, you have good odds right now to be able to get on the show if you have some good points to make and you are entertaining about it. Um, I mean like you, your presentation as well is great. And if you use better words than I just did, (laughs) but 
the I submitted my first video. It was like five minutes long. I didn't know that the they try to they ask you to keep the videos to two minutes long so they can go through all of them. So I probably didn't qualify just for that reason. Um, but the question this week, as I mentioned, was: Do you think Lonzo Ball is living up to the hype? Is Lonzo Ball living up to the expectations or the hype that was put on him? And my response. I mean, I'll just kind of tell you in a nutshell. My response was something like this. It was like, well, the short answer, uh, you know, is Lonzo living up to the hype? Short answer, I'm going to say no, he's not. But the long answer is a little bit different because it's kind of subjective. You know, the hype is subjective. It's different from player to player. And so it's kind of hard hard to say that, like, he's not living up to his hype, but his hype is not equal to what other players were or are. Um, you know, like the number one pick, for example, Markel Fultz. Haven't seen him all season. His shot's broken. Something wrong with his shoulder. Uh, the hype, he his hype is gone. There's, there's nothing there. Um, but talking about hype, the reason that Lonzo Ball has had so much hype around him was because of one reason, and I'm pretty sure everybody knows the answer. Uh, Brad on Facebook says negative Ghost Rider. Okay. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry, I just saw your comment and I hate the delay on this cuz like when I when I'm talking, 15 seconds later I get the comments. So I check out. Oh, okay. Brad on Facebook just says daddy is the reason why Alonzo Ball has been so hyped up. Yeah, exactly. We all know the answer. That that's why there's so much hype surrounding him. His dad was comparing, saying that he's going to be better than Steph Curry. Um, I mean, even he was saying that he was better, he could take Michael Jordan one-on-one right now. Um, You know, just saying outlandish things to get himself into the media so that he can build his brand, and he's done a great job of that. It was smart on his part, but he sacrificed his kid going into the NBA in the process. I mean, sacrificed him to the media. Um there's a lot of people out there saying that his shot was broken and it's not going to work in the NBA or is it going to work in the NBA questioning it um his uh I don't know it just you know he he was a one and done player coming out of UCLA he's you know 19 turned 20 when the season started pretty much really young but it's not like he's um undersized for his position and what he does. Um, but all of the hype was surrounding him because of his dad saying that he's better than this, better than that. Lakers are going to go to the playoffs and whatnot. And then he he actually ended up missing 15 games because of a, a minor MCL sprain and then being cautious about it, which is smart because he's a rookie and he's young. You don't want to ruin his career his first year. Don't overplay him. If he's hurt, have him sit. So... It doesn't help that, you know, coming out of the gate with all these high expectations, he had a poor shooting percentage, like historically low. But at this point in the season where he's averaging 10 points a game, 7 rebounds, 7 assists, um, he's really not that far off from what his numbers were like at UCLA. Um, his shooting percentage and his points per game are really the only two places where he's he has taken a hit. And... I mean, if we're being honest, there's I don't think there's any point guard in the league that is as that has the same well not okay, not the entire league. I mean like rookies. 
Uh, hi, Alice. Welcome to the show. Just talking a little bit about the question that First Take presented this this week on whether Lonzo Ball is living up to the hype. Um, long story short there, he's not because his dad set, it, set the expectations for him so high uh, for everybody in the world that he's going to come out and blast everybody, and he's not doing that. So, uh, therefore, the general answer is no. He's not living up to the hype, but it's not fair because it's not like he was the one talking himself up, saying he's going to do all these things. Um, you know what I mean? I mean, he's living up to the expectations of what we all kind of thought he would be doing. Like, like I was saying his numbers in at UCLA, he was shooting, uh, 14 points a game. He had a, about the same in assists and rebounds, but his numbers are virtually the same as when he was at UCLA. He just came out with a poor shooting percentage. And I think when you're a young person at his age, going into the elite, um, the elite level of play in the NBA, you're going to be shook a little bit, you know? I mean, it's something like, it's just basketball, so you, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, right? But there's definitely butterflies. I mean, you're 19 years old going into the NBA where there's there's a lot of players who are who have put a target on your back because they want to send a message to your father. Um, and when your shot's not falling, your confidence isn't going to come around. So I think it was important for him to continue. Um, hey, Steven, welcome to the show, man. Um, but I think it was, it's important for him to keep developing his shot off the court, you know, out, I mean, outside of games, uh, with, his, with hands in his face, um, contested shots and like making things uncomfortable for him so that when he comes into a game time situation, those kinds of things won't affect him as much when he's putting up a shot. Um, but also when he's wide open, he will, he can handle that better because he can, he can handle other shots that are more difficult than that. <clears throat> so all things considered I think he is living up to the general expectation although he is the number two pick I think his numbers and the potential that he has is very promising and uh, the hype isn't really a question anymore I think it's just like we're ready to see him develop and, and actually see what he can do um, at least as a Laker fan and I don't know about other people but um, I, I feel like you're watching Lonzo regardless of whether you're trying to or not, because he's in the talk so much from his dad. Um, so, I mean, you, you're probably paying at least a little bit of attention to him. Uh, Alice on Facebook says he's a rookie, so they should give him a break. I'm, I'm, really, I'm not really a fan of his or his dad, but he's not riding the bench. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's, a, there's people out there that are saying that Isaiah Thomas should be starting over him, and that's probably true, I mean, considering the numbers that he puts up. Um, but if you're going to develop a young player, you've got to let him get minutes too. And Lonzo's been doing a lot, a lot better since he come back, has come back from his injury, um, you know, and helped lead the Lakers on a little five-game win streak out after the All-Star break. And like Alice said, he is just a rookie. You kind of have to give him a little bit of a break. The hype, you know, let him work through this adversity, and next year he's going to come back more developed and, and more prepared. And, uh, you know, he's only 20. He's still growing. Like, I'm kind of curious to see where he's going to be in a couple years. You know, I think he's going to be a assist-racking machine. Like, he's just going to be racking in assists like crazy. Um, I think, you know, his with the numbers he has right now, I think they're going to stay kind of similar. His numbers are going to go up a little bit, but I think his assists are going to be, like, the main thing. And I'm excited to watch some of that happen. 
But that's enough about the Lakers and and the first take thing. But every week, I'm going to be trying to submit a video to the topics that they provide. And then when I come on the show, um, I'm going to try to utilize some of that for my content. Um, Brad on Facebook says he'll probably get traded. I don't think Lonzo's going to get traded that quickly. Um, (laughs) I think they're they want to they probably want to see where he can go in the next couple years because he's he's a guy to build a franchise around in my opinion. Uh, with the way that he shares the ball and gets teammates involved. I think it's kind of hard to pass up on a guy guy like that. Um, But anyways, as first take um, continues providing these topics, I'll submit my responses there and maybe I'll like take the video I submit there and play it before the show starts. Um, And I'll just like put a little tag up that says, you know, post it in the first take group or something like that. So it gives you guys something to watch before the show starts. Um, Gives me some time to get my outline figured out. Um, but then I'll, I'll probably, maybe I'll start posting those up on the YouTube channel as well as like a separate category, um, so that there's a, a place for people to see quick bites about the trending topics in the sports world. Um, kind of killing two birds with one stone right there, if you will. But since we're still talking about basketball, oh, by the way, I never did this. had to play the play the transition but it is march and there's a few really cool things about march for one my birthday is on monday that's pretty exciting i'm going to be 28 years old kind of crazy to think about <laughs> but beyond that march is the month when spring starts so that's that's pretty cool i'm pretty sure it does when is spring? Yeah, March 20th. Spring 2018 in the Northern Hemisphere will begin on Tuesday, March 20th. That's right. Sorry, just had to make sure I'm, I'm getting my facts right. <laughs> so spring starts, but then there's this other thing called March Madness. And I'm not always big into March Madness, but this year I'm a little more excited because I have created the abstract sports bracket challenge. I created a group on their website for people to join the abstract sports 2018 bracket challenge. If you submit a bracket to my group, the winner is going to get a $25 Amazon gift card. I know I hyped this up a lot. I was like, I want to give a hundred dollars away or I want to give $50 away. And I've totally walked it back to 25 I have to be reasonable and I'm sorry. I know Clay on YouTube was saying that he was hoping for the hundy stick. He wanted a $100 bill on the line, but I just can't foot that bill, guys. (laughs) I'm willing to throw a $25 Amazon gift card out there. Um, Or if I know you personally, maybe I'll just buy you dinner. Who knows? For you and and a plus one. (laughs) Um, So here's how you're going to submit. There's a a pinned comment here on the Facebook stream. Um, If you click that link, you can go on that page. There's a spot where you can search for a group. If you go and search Abstract Sports 2018 or just Abstract Sports, hit enter. The group will be there. It's a public group. You can open that up and join the group. And then when it comes time to fill out your brackets, which would be uh, probably... My birthday, I guess, is going to be the day that you could do it. Um, 
Because, I mean, Selection Sunday is this Sunday, March 11th. So maybe on my birthday, do me a favor. Go fill out a bracket and put it in the Abstract Sports 2018 Challenge group. And the winner of that bracket challenge, whoever gets the most points, uh, will win a $25 Amazon gift card. Alice on Facebook says, that's good. Winning is really about bragging rights. Yeah, and I have bills to pay. <laughs> I can't be throwing around $100 bills to strangers or perhaps non-strangers. Like, Alice, what if you submitted a bracket and you won the $100 from me? Like, how bad would you feel? No. <laughs> Just kidding. Taking money from me? Just kidding. It's You're more like taking it from the abstract sports. Aura, the brand. Taking it from the brand. But, hey, it's a good way to promote. So $25 Amazon gift card on the line for the winner who takes home the abstract sports <laughs> Alice, the frowny face. <laughs> uh, um, but the, the, the catch, the kicker here is that you only get one bracket. That makes it a little more difficult. And I also have locked it. So after – apparently there's a setting where you can – swap your brackets around, put them in different groups and stuff after the tournament has started. I'm not going to let that happen because where there's a little bit of money on the line here, I, I think that that would not be fair. So you get one bracket. Once you submit it, like once the tournament has started, the, the, the bracket that you have chosen for the abstract sports group is solid. That's, or that's set in stone. That's the one you're going with. Um, Alice says, I want to kick Eric's butt. All right, then you both better submit a bracket. Um, and Brad, submit a bracket. Michael, anybody else who's out there listening, please go submit a bracket. I'll be sharing it on the uh, Facebook pages and things like that to get more people as well. Um, obviously, the more people, the better. To The idea is to promote the Abstract Sports brand and the podcast and everything. <clears throat> so the more people we can get in there, the better because they're getting a little bit of an idea of what abstract sports is. Um, and it kind of helps grow, helps us grow a little bit. And in the right places too, we're marketing through events with the sports world. I think that's the way it should be. So if you follow that link that I've pinned in the comments, I'll also drop it, um, in the, the description of the SoundCloud and the YouTube, etc. Uh, for people to go and find the abstract sports group and sign up. Um, just know that you can't actually submit a bracket until selection Sunday is over when the bracket has been set. Um, I'm, I'm guessing Monday morning you'll be able to do that without a problem. It's all up to ESPN. Oh, coffee. Very nice. But there is one team that I'm I'm rooting for right now, and if you know me at all, it's the Idaho Vandals. So let me switch over to my ESPN tab here and talk about them a little bit. <clears throat> um, let's see, blah blah blah. Oh, and you'll see you'll see uh, if if you find the Abstract Sports 2018 group, you'll see that I have a I've entered myself into it already, or I joined the group. Um, my bracket name is Tater Deluxe V O One. I'm going to try to fill out all 25 brackets that they give you this year. Um, and who knows, maybe I'll, I'll hit the lottery and get a perfect one. That would be sweet. Um, so I'm going to move on to NCAA men's teams. 
So the Idaho Vandals, they won the other night on a buzzer beater. A uh, funny story is that Micah and I, as we were watching this stream, the stream like blipped out right when the shot went up for him like at the end of the game. We missed it. We missed the winning shot. But B.J. Blake for the Vandals did not miss the winning shot. That's the important thing. <laughs> he hit the two-pointer to give them the lead with like one second left, and then the other the game was over quickly after that. Um, the game didn't really matter though because the Vandals had already clinched the number two spot for the tournament, um, which starts tomorrow. Um, the Lady Vandals tonight. Yeah, crap. Let me go find that real fast. The Lady Vandals. They're they're playing. Uh, there it is. ESPN is broken right now. I know Vandals are playing the Montana State Bobcats. They're up by two with just a, under three minutes to go in the game. Holy crap, that's that's intense. I'm going to leave that tab open. Um, that's, a, that's the quarterfinals of the women's bracket, or the women's conference tournament, I guess I should say. Um, as for the men's, they play tomorrow, and they play, let me go to March 8th here. Yeah, March 8th. They play... Um, Southern Utah University. This is the or some yeah Southern Utah Thunderbirds. This is the team we beat on the buzzer beater a couple nights ago. It should not have been as close as it was. So hopefully this game we can, you know, in my opinion, if we can get a a close win, that's probably better because it kind of keeps us humble. If we destroy them going into the second game, we're going to have this confidence that's that's not good. And we're going to think we're better than we are and we're going to blow it. Like, I think if we can keep ourselves humble and uh, just win and execute in the important moments, keep ourselves in the game, make the right decisions, play smart, I think we'll be okay. Um, And I mean, I, oh shoot. Yeah, here's the bracket. So if we beat the Southern Utah Thunderbirds, then we go on. To, okay, so I, I see that Southern Utah beat Idaho State. Idaho State was the number seven seed. Um, so we are the number two seed. We're taking on the number 10 Southern Utah University tomorrow at 835 Mountain Time. Um, Montana has a a bye. They take on Weber State or Colorado, uh, Northern Colorado. Winner of that goes on to the championship. So I'm I'm predicting it's going to be Idaho and Montana or and Montana and I I think we've got what it takes to beat them. The biggest issue that I have with that right now is that we lost one of our star players. He's a senior. Uh actually at the Idaho State Bengals game in Pocatello, he went down with the injury and he was out and he's out for the rest of the season. Um so they're considering him to be a an on like a player coach right now. Uh, they're using him as a resource to power them through this year. And if anything, if the Vandals don't make it, they're going to lose to Montana in the championship game. But I think the Vandals are going on to the championship game. Uh, they can get through every one of the teams that are in front of them besides them. And if they get through Montana, that's freaking cool. I don't even remember the last time the men were in the um, – we're in the big dance. Uh, Idaho Vandals March Madness. Let's see what it says here. Tournament history. Tournament appearances. Four. 
Final Fours, zero. Championships, zero. Win-loss, one, four. So that means we made it to the Sweet 16 one time. <laughs> and that's about the extent of our accomplishments in the March Madness tournament. Um, let's see. People on the on the best best tournament performances, Ron Maben, Ken Owens, and Ron Shields. Um, so let's see. the Back in 82, Alice, that's probably right around when you guys were going to school there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. She says she says that is true. Um, back in '82, the Vandals went on to the Sweet 16 and they lost. Um, but the last time we were in the tournament at all, 1990. And for those counting, that's 28 years ago. <laughs> oh, almost to the day. That's insane. 28 years ago. So if we can make it to the tournament, that is huge for the Vandals. I think we are one of the most unique teams out there like if we made it to the tournament idaho vandals has the most unique name and history and culture i think that i think is important for people to learn about so just by having us in the tournament people are going to see us and that's good for the university shout out university of idaho hashtag go vandals love it so tomorrow night if you're a vandal fan you better be watching that game i know i will i'm gonna have to find micah and have have him watch it with me so that's what I'm thinking. But now I think that does it finally for all the basketball talk. Um, it is that time of year though. So it makes sense. But uh, let's talk about a little bit of this other sport here. Football. So right now it's the NFL combine going on where players go out and they do their different drills for their different positions. And they basically try to, um, up their draft stock for when draft time comes around, and I don't, I don't get all excited about this kind of stuff. I mean, it does, it it helps their case in terms of getting drafted, but it's not the most entertaining thing to watch. You know, watching a guy run a four, run a forty yard dash, it's like woohoo. You know, um, watching a guy do a long jump, woohoo. But every once in a while, there is a standout that really catches your eye and you're like what that's insane like there's a guy who broke a world record last year in the long jump he jumped like 12 feet i think let me let me double check that nfl record long jump it was insane i i watched it 12 feet three inches yes sir the first link is from npr I'm going to share this right now with you guys in the comments. Give that link a check out. Check that out. There's a, a video on there just a little bit down. This jump is crazy. And, you know, they, they go off of where your heel is touching the ground. So just keep that in mind. But holy cow, that is insane. 12 foot 3 inch broad jump. The image they have on this article is awesome. That flying motion, though, he's like horizontal. Woo! But beyond situations like that, the combine really isn't all that exciting to watch. Uh, but there was one guy that has stood out to me this year, and it's more than just because of how good he did, but his story is just so interesting to me. Um, you've probably seen something about it if you've been following anything in the, in the NFL news. 
uh, lately. But there's a guy named Shaquem Griffin from Central Florida in the AAC conference. Uh, He's a linebacker. uh, And the the crazy part about this guy's story is is he only has one hand. Okay, he's a linebacker, which means his primary uh, responsibility is uh, breaking up plays and tackling guys. That's pretty much what it is. And not having fingers to do to like grab somebody with that one hand makes things a little more difficult for him. But he's very fast, like elusively fast. This dude, he's a linebacker. Okay, he is six one, two twenty seven. And he ran a 4.38, a 4.38 second 40-yard dash. That is quick. That's faster than Adrian Peterson, everybody. That's the fastest time that any linebacker has had since 2003. That's, That's fast. So he's a linebacker. Imagine trying to outrun him. He's going to get you. (laughs) Um, He did 20 reps on the bench press, which is also really inspiring because the dude's got one hand. He uses this uh, prosthetic for lifting where he just kind of slips his arm in there and just goes to town. He put up 20 reps and, you know, you can imagine like not having that hand. One side of his body is probably a little, you know, not as toned out as the other. So he was a little bit unbalanced, but he got 20 reps up. That's pretty dang good. And he's got a 117-inch broad jump. Let me do some math real fast. 117 divided by 12. That is 9 feet, 9 inches. Um, pretty friggin' cool. Uh, Alice on Facebook is asking, is his brother trying for the NFL too? Um, I saw something about that. He does have a brother who played with him on the same team. Um let me just rattle off some things from his his uh, draft prospect uh, statistics here, or his his de- description. Uh, he lost his left hand to a prenatal condition, uh, prevented him from basically he his his fingers and his hand stopped developing at the age of four, so he had to have his hand amputated. Um, but it did not prevent him from being named the American Athletic Conference Defensive Player of the Year in his first year as a starting outside linebacker in 2016. Uh, so that tells you he played his two years in the NCAA, and he's going through the draft now. Um, he led the team in solo tackles, 57 solo tackles, 90, 92 total tackles, 20 tackles for loss, 11.5 sacks by chasing down plays with speed and wrapping his arms while also intercepting a pass and breaking up seven others on the year. Um, so let's see analysis strength possesses good athletic ability, smart player possess, uh, processes the game plan and executes. Um, it doesn't say anything about his brother here. So I'm not, I'm not sure on that actually. Um, let me see. Shaquem Griffin brother. His name is Shaquil Griffin. So they both probably go by Shaq in some way. Um, it says here Shaquille Griffin is an American football cornerback for the Seattle Seahawks. So he must be, he must be the guy we're thinking of. So yeah, he's in the NFL, plays for the Seahawks. I think he must have come out last year or something like that. 
I think that's the case. Um, but it's just a really cool story. I mean, from a really young age, he's had this disability that has prevented him from doing things that normal kids would do, um, you know, playing sports, but he didn't let that stop him. You know, I mean, you don't just come into the NFL draft combine like this, perform the way you do and then not get drafted. This kid is a talent regardless of not of, of the disability. It doesn't even matter. And I think it's a no brainer to get him. He's, He's going to be – I think he's going to be a great NFL player on the field and off the field. He's going to use his story to inspire others, let them know that, you know, things like this can't – they can't stop you. Look at my story. I made it. Now it's your turn. Prove them wrong. You know, there's a certain – like the way that he describes it is that he has found his purpose in sports. Like he's – he's proving people wrong. He's showing people that you can do things regardless of being, having setbacks, um, whether they're physical, mental, um, or the lat or anything else, you know, don't let anything get in your way. If you want to do something, make it happen, find a way to make it work. So I'm excited for this guy. I think he is going to get drafted. Uh, they're predicting that he's going to go in the fifth or sixth round. I think they said, uh, yeah, draft projection round five or six. Um, sources tell us this is according to the, his draft profile sources tell us the old staff signed him just to make sure they got his brother the new staff realized the guy was a player and plugged him in and he wins defensive player of the year in his conference he doesn't have a left hand that's going to limit him with some things and that's going to hurt his draft value but he's fast and athletic and makes a ton of plays NFC team scouting director that's he's like showing people up basically they they don't expect him to play well they they wanted they were getting him so they can have his brother and then he ends up being a baller too like (laughs) that's just so funny to me because they they overlook it just because he has he's missing a hand and then he outperforms everybody else on the team like defensive player of the year in your conference and you're in the AACC AAC that's still dang good like come on man so cool. Such a cool story. So I look forward to following Shaquem Griffin. Uh, I'm going to get at him on Twitter and follow him on Twitter and see what he's up to off the field and stuff, and I'll keep you guys updated. But really, really cool story. Um, probably my favorite thing that came out of the combine this year. <clears throat> well, everybody, I think that pretty much does it for me. Um my voice is kind of shot. I'm still, I have this little like minor cough still going on. I had like a sinus infection after having the flu. Gross, I know. It probably paints some visuals you don't want to see, but um, that's why my voice is the way it is. I'm not dead. I'm here. This thing is still moving. We just finished up episode 41 of the Abstract Sports Podcast. Really excited to keep this thing moving, and uh, hopefully I can be more active on the blog as well. One thing I want to mention is uh, wherever you're listening from, whether it's on the Facebook right now or you're on SoundCloud, YouTube, whatever, um, I just put out my personal site, my personal portfolio site. You can go to kyleclay.com. Contrary to what you might think, if you're a a person who doesn't know me, I am a graphic designer. I actually design and build websites on a daily basis, Um, but uh, I'm also a firm believer in the power of sports, and that's what abstract sports does for me is it allows me to have an outlet to talk about those things and so 
feel free to check out my personal site. You can uh, tap into some of the my my real life, I guess you could say, where I uh, talk about things I do on a daily basis about design and um, different stories that come out of that with my blog on there. Um, KyleClay.com is what it is. Be sure to, uh, for Abstract Sports, hit that like button, subscribe button, drop a comment wherever you are. Get involved in the conversation. It'll only make our show better. And if you are interested in uh, in getting involved with Abstract Sports, maybe you want to write articles or something like that to get your name out there and uh, share your opinions on sports, or maybe you've always wanted to start your own uh, podcast but you don't know where to start. Um, I feel like there's a lot of I know a lot of people. I have a lot of friends who I feel like would be great to have on the show. I just haven't got to the point where I can invite them in and do it. Um, but I have a lot of friends who could share some highly valuable, sometimes controversial, but definitely interesting opinions on stories that surround sports. So if you are one of those people who wants to start your show and you may not know me personally, but you can see my hustle 41 episodes later on the Abstract Sports Podcast, I'm still going. If you want to have your own podcast, let me know. I can hook you up with your own playlist on the SoundCloud account for Abstract Sports. Anything that you uh, send me and, I, and we publish goes to iTunes, uh, goes to all the other third-party podcasting outlets you can think of. Um, and we also put it up on YouTube as well. So let me know if you're interested in getting involved. If you have any thoughts you would like to give um, sports-related, I'd be happy to uh, give you a link back to a like your Instagram or or a website of yours or something like that. You know, I want to scratch your back if you scratch mine by providing content. So, um, with all of that in mind, I am out of here. Um, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week, and uh, uh, I'm gonna head home and try to catch this Lakers game. Uh, if you're a Vandal fan, again, tune into that game tomorrow night at 8:30 as well. Uh, I know that I will be watching. I'm pretty sure it was 8.30. According to that bracket I looked at, it said 8.30. Um, (laughs) Anyways, that's all for me, guys. Have a good rest of your week. I'll see you next Wednesday. Same time, same place. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Oh, Oh. here we go. All right. Uh, Cut it out. Cut it out.